Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, the word is out. They're gonna talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know. From masterpieces to deep-fried tacos. And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say... Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. It's Real Spoilers, episode 655. Six. Six sixty-six. Fifty-six. Six fifty-six. <laughs> Leave it all in. He'll fix it all in post. No, he won't. Not at all. No, not at all. <laughs> we don't pay him enough. <laughs> I uh well that's for sure. I I heard you get the wrong one last time when when I was listening to the last episode. Yeah. So I was like Oh, that was okay. Maybe I'm wrong, but then I looked at the folder here, and it was it was you know really one behind. So I was oh. like, oh, I <laughs> say something. Oops, sorry for not Oops. telling you earlier. <laughs> anyway, uh, Shang Chi and the Legends of Onion Rings. Nope, no, nope. I the Ten Rings, <laughs> the Ten Rings. Yes, ooh, Ten Onion Rings. We'll yes. be. I mean, we will it does fall. Sound, it does sound pretty good. Actually, Onion Rings are disgusting. You're crazy. They're like They're it's, great. it's a vegetable. You can fry it all you <laughs> it's want. Deep. It's still a vegetable. I'm not <laughs> eating it's, it. No, it's deep fried batter vegetable. with a with, no with a tiny <laughs> with sliver of something vegetable. that you can't even taste inside. <laughs> It may or may not be. I hate when people tell you you can't taste it. Then why is it in there? Now, now just, I'm not going to eat it just because you're wasting my time. Don't put it in there if I can't. You taste know, it. half the time it. you bite into it and it falls out or something. Oh yeah, yeah. You eat the, the whole onion. If yeah. I can't taste it, I shouldn't have to pay for it. <laughs> that's fair. Like that's that that's just that's your that's your fairness business model, right? Yeah. So let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. And joining us back again from Jump. Jump cut online. It's Win Lee. Hey, Win, how's it going? I am doing okay. Thank you for asking. How how are you three today? We are alive and early. I'm tired. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're recording on a different day. We yeah, normal, that's my fault. <laughs> yeah, Joe's being a problem. And I'm so, leaving town. Um, uh, oh, he's on okay. the lamb. Yeah, I got to get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> Joe made me go to the theater till one a.m. yesterday. Me too. 
Oh, you went to a late I one? I went to a late one, yeah. Oh. Yeah, but I, you're you're a night guy. Also though. true. I'm I work like, <laughs> I work at night. So I was like, yeah, man, this I'm is up normal at 6 time. I'm with baby and then I was the theater till 1 a.m. So I'm like, <laughs> well, the dedication. I have to applaud you for that. So. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank Don't you. applaud me. I went to the seven o'clock show. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. So, no, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. But uh, anyway, before we get into the movie proper, uh, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Uh, Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave a review. That's always helpful. Um, And you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Uh, No League of Show Shares this week because the episode's only been up for like 45 minutes (laughs) and so I would end up leaving a bunch of people out so next week it'll be extra long but uh, we appreciate all your effort and you'll get your plug next week indeed and our patreon patreon.com slash real spoilers where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content and you help us out and we like you extra so there's all of that let's uh Let's jump right in. I think that's a land speed record. That's pretty for good. Us. Three minutes. That's, we're yeah, about the that's movie. not bad. Yeah. I'm too tired to make any tangents. <laughs> so, <laughs> this character has been one of my top five favorite characters in Marvel Comics uh, for a very long time. So, anytime, like the Guardians movie or uh, Spider Man, like those are kind of the Captain America, they figured that out pretty quick. But when they start going uh, into, the, into the bench, if you will, of Marvel characters, right. I get a little worried. Right, like when they announced but Guardians. Why? Well, I mean, like, like okay, for Guardians, yeah, I get Ant-Man. it, right? Like, Be- because like we that was the first time they really were kind of like, were is this a reach? What are we yeah, doing? Where are you going? And but like now, I don't get worried at all. Like they like they've been so good about so much of this stuff. Like their their worst entry is better than. 90% of the action movies we said you're not wrong and so they've like earned it at this point yeah you like can't, you got to trust Feige even if I, an idea seems weird it's like yeah we'll wait and see because I do <laughs> like what I guess what I say when I'm worried is like this is one of my like Captain Britain Shang-Chi and Nova right like those are like three of my top favorite characters from Marvel so my expectations are stupid high because I'm an idiot comic book nerd and I expect you are they know, stupid high or are they just stupid uh, they're pretty stupid high <laughs> <laughs> so, he's sober yeah I am sober that's true so just high <laughs> I just no I just See, it's all you left yeah. it's all well, you left you're right I guess we <laughs> yeah. solved that no. but I gotta tell you this smashed it like I loved this movie so much Um, I, I don't even like really have the words to describe how much I was into this flick I would put it on the visually. I would put it on the level of Black Panther, uh, with world building and having to do all that stuff and having a whole new like not barely based in like a real city, like it's based in San Francisco for a cup of coffee, right? And then it's not anymore. But yeah, I think this was, uh, it, it's definitely steeped in the MCU. But you don't really need to know anything else about the MCU to go into this. Like it's it holds its own. I mean, the Mandarin stuff, I think if you've not seen the other movies, you would just be like, who is this guy? Like, yeah. I so, think that would be very out of place if you didn't. So, uh, Crystal, yeah. my wife, who was with me at the movie last night, she, if she saw Iron Man 3, she had no recollection of it. And so, she didn't get that stuff. And I like, I had to explain it to her, but she loved it. Yeah. She oh, loved and I don't all mean you wouldn't stuff. like it or anything. I just yeah. meant, though, but like, that's the only thing where you might be like, 
even though they're trying to run through it, you'd be like, what the hell did he do? He was an actor. Like that so would I think, go right <laughs> over your head. But other than that, the whole movie is pretty standalone. Like, yeah. I don't think you need Big to know. No, not at all. I mean, at the end, if you've never seen anything, you might be like, who are those holograms? But right, I right, right. Well, something. and it's not like the callback they're making is to like a tertiary character from Dark World. Right, like right, I mean, right, right. He's an Iron Man. He's the main main plot point of Iron Man three. So, yes. like, that's like, I I don't think that that's like necessarily a deep cut that's going to stump a lot of people. No, and I think Iron Man three made like a billion dollars. Yeah. So no, I mean for the people that hadn't seen it though, we're just talking about the non MCU people. Like, you could go right. into this movie not seeing anything. I and think it at works. this point you can honestly say that non- are there non MCU people? Yeah, like who and and there <laughs> that are lady that Heather Sachs, her friend from work. Oh was. yeah, right, right. But right. if there are non MCU people, are are they going to this movie? I, I are any a, of them? You know what I mean? Like they're right. like they're it's you know it's a big. It's a big, yeah. you know, but that's a good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, all all valid points across the table there, uh, gentlemen. But um, well, this seems like a, this seems like a good starting point for someone who has, you know, never been, uh, never encountered, never had an encounter with the MCU before. But you know, by by this point, it's also rather impossible. But at the same time, if there is such a scenario, then you know, this is this is kind of like a good jumping off point, and you know you can work your way back afterwards. But then you know you you don't have to be like uh, you know follow the strict rules of a series or a franchise where oh you know before you watch this you have to go and really part watch part one or part zero of yeah. you know of the whole story or anything like that. And um, uh, regarding the callbacks, um, that's you know there's kind of like. Uh, the the callbacks in here are 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 minor, you know. They're they're almost negligible because the biggest one that uh, I had while watching the film is, you know, uh, Shang Chi is in San Francisco, where basically he he could be Ant Man's neighbor for all I know. But yeah. then, you know, uh, we absolutely do not see, you know, the the little guy. In or, here. or maybe anyway. we do, yeah. and he's so uh, or little. Or maybe we do, but then he's just too tiny to see. <laughs> I wonder if in the next oh Ant Man, if they would Let have the conspiracies roll. That then, would be funny. That would be really good. And it's the kind of the thing background. they would do. Yeah, you would see the exact same scene from Ant Man's perspective and see like you know Shang Chi on the bus, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah right, I, right. totally. That's what they would do. But you know, to to all your points, I mean, yeah, I think it, it's rare at this point to not have seen the MCU. You're definitely in the minority at that point. But also, I bet there are people that are maybe martial arts fans or yeah. are going to show up to this Absolutely. movie for the Asian representation. I was going to say, like, the theater I was at was there were lots of Asian people in that theater. And so arguing against my own point, like there might have been a lot of first timers that had that hadn't bought. And like and I saw like older Asian people like 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 whole families or like. Asian people that look like they were maybe in their 60s yeah. that mm. I, I don't think are probably running out opening night for a lot of Marvel movies, yeah. and especially when you when you see uh, see that many of that community in, in one grouping. It wasn't like, oh, there's an Asian guy here. It was like, I'd say maybe 40% of the crowd at, at my particular showing. So, I mean, this could be a really good entry point for people that are fans of Asian cinema, 
but have never gotten into the MCU. And after seeing this and the quality of storytelling yeah. and the special effects and choreography and all that, this may open them up and, and get more fans. So while they're not a huge majority of people that haven't seen any of these movies, this is probably a really good entry point because like you guys said, it's easy to get into without a whole lot of backstory and it's intriguing enough to be like, Whoa, there's a lot of stuff at play here. And you may want to go back and see who is, this Ben Kingsley guy, he was doing what? And then you might want to check out the Iron, Iron Man, Man 3. And, and it's, yeah. it's better than Iron Man 2. I love Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 I is great. I love Iron Man I'm 2. Agree. I totally agree. <laughs> I am. Um, I I think also, like, that. that's... It's, it's also fascinating because it's exactly what comic books do, right? Yes. Like, comic books, will, they will say, hey, there's a good chance that this guy, if he reads Spider-Man, also reads Fantastic Four. So we're going to acknowledge that those events happened. And and that's what makes comic books fun is that is when when they do that of like it is one big world and they do all know each other. Yeah. And they all hang out in the break room. <laughs> yeah, and, right. you know, and, and so he is a friend from work. Yeah. And right. so when when the movies do that and and they're really good about doing it in, in a way that feels organic and doesn't feel shoehorned. Well, in. That's, I think when we get to like the present day stuff, you almost have to reference the snap. Like you, you can't right. not be like, uh, well, in every movie they do. They have to, many yeah, times, right? Yeah. Like it, it has to be right. acknowledged and it's, we're going to see it. I, again, we talked and, about it before we start recording is that I tried to avoid the trailers for the internals. Yeah. And the question in that one is like, Hey, where were you guys when this giant thing happened? And it's great that they acknowledge it in like subtle ways. Like it's a yeah. line of dialogue. It, it'll inform someone's, uh, you know, personality or rationale or some sort of life choice in a small way, like in in, in the same way that like nine eleven does, right? Like yeah. if you see a character in a, in a, in just a, I don't know, a regular rom com, let's say, go to the airport, they're gonna go through screening. You're not gonna get that scene anymore where your the loved one is waiting outside the gate, the gate. because yeah, sure. of nine eleven. Sure. So it's like that that that's a a horrible event. That has real world ramifications, even on a lighthearted film, and and so would the snap, right? Yeah, like that absolutely. would be a, a an incredibly traumatic event for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so I'm going to preface this by saying this is not necessarily a bad thing, but I feel like this is the least Marvel feeling Marvel movie. You are not wrong, right? Because yes. this feels like a Wuxia movie, like we talked about with Mulan. You know, these movies, like probably the best known here in America, is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, but this movie feels like one of those movies that happens to be set in the Marvel universe, not a Marvel movie incorporating th- wuxia filmmaking. Right? I think it is an interesting mix of wuxia and like Korea, I don't like Asian action movies, like because there are action beats in this in this film that are dope. Right? Yeah. No, I can totally see that too. So, yeah, I mean, when you're, I I know that you're more of an expert than us, at least (laughs) in in those films, I mean, because we've talked about it before. So can you tell me a little bit about the influence of those films on this one and kind of how you interpreted that? Well, first and foremost, it's very kind of you to, you know, regard me as as an expert in this field. I'm very humbled. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, it is. It it definitely, you know, tries to, you know... (laughs) attempt to distinguish itself from the formula, even though eventually, ultimately, it will be beholden by it. But um, yeah, 
uh, the Wuxia references, Hong Kong action films. Come on, Tony Leung Chu Wai, he's right there. So, <laughs> yeah, it does attempt to do something different. It does try to, you know, like uh, distinguish itself, set itself apart from, you know, other other superheroes. But you know, like you all said, there is there is this uh, overwhelming sensation that you know while watching the film. Um, I really feel like um, Shang-Chi is not so much a superhero, but I'm just watching a man who can do heroic stuff. There's a difference in that. Yeah, you're totally right. Totally. And um, not to mention, like, one of the biggest surprises uh, of the film for me was just that how, you know, like 20% of it, or actually, like, right from the get-go of it, it's it's not in it. Uh, uh, there's, there's narration, there's an origin story of uh, not not an origin story i'm sorry uh, but a prologue of a character that you know it's uh, it's not recited in english yeah. it's fully in mandarin so it was like what am i watching <laughs> this is interesting well we we've kind of talked Why about do that i feel closer to this more than a lot of the stuff that came before and you that's know that's cool that. we've kind of we we talked about that since the beginning of the mcu is you, you know, we've said it before. You want to toss a fast-talking smartass? All right, we'll get the guy from uh, <laughs> Made, and you know, the we'll get John Favreau. We right. want the we want the World War Two one. We'll get you know. So they've moneyballed all of these movies. You get the heist movie. You get the World War Two movie. You get the you know. So teen comedy, teen you comedy, get the John Hughes you get comedy, John Hughes you get guy, the faux right? Shakespeare. You get, you get all the, that, yeah. And so it's interesting that they're like, we're how many movies into this? MC- 23 or something I, yeah and they're still doing it yeah. right yeah. like they they they, they have, still haven't been like now this is an mcu movie <laughs> right because it's made up of so many other types of things that it's they as are comic books right yeah. yes like, and, exactly and that's been my argument about comic books for years when people were dismissive of them which is like like they t- like even if even if you never leave the superhero genre and which is you know 85 percent of all comic right, books right, right? but like it the good ones, the ones that, you know, that rise to the top, like they tell all sorts of different stories. Mm-hmm. So sometimes Batman's just an action movie with him kicking ass, but sometimes they're really good detective stories. It's a horror story. I mean, that's why it's it was a, called yeah, Detective yeah. Comics. Yeah, right. But other times, yeah, it's, it might be a horror story or it might be a thriller. Like, you know, they you can tell lots of different stories within this genre of uh, or genre isn't even really right i don't think but delivery system of superheroes and and marvel figured that out with their movies yeah and and that's when their movies really i think became next level yeah i thought it was neat how the tone of this was different and again not a bad thing at all it felt like it was its own thing which i really respected mm-hmm. and appreciated and the action that we saw in this we've seen good action in other movies especially like winter soldier yeah. and uh, you know those Captain America. I think movies, I think Winter Soldier is kind of like the yeah the the, the Black pinnacle. Panther. But, oh, that's true. Black Panther great is action. Great, yeah. But this action we we haven't seen other than some failed TV show attempts. <laughs> we haven't seen the martial arts action at the forefront. Or, you know, like the, like seeing a whole movie where the action is like a, one of those Hong Kong action films or the Wuxia stuff. I mean, the stuff between like the flashbacks about the father right. and the mother, how they yeah. met and how they do that. Oh dance my God. Amazing. Was it's amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. I thought the, the artistry behind that and doing that in a big blockbuster Marvel movie to have two people like fight dancing yeah. and having, and, and like, I, I just can't believe we're here. And I thought that was some of the best stuff in the movie and they pulled it off. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I just thought how non 
American mainstream that was. Yes. Yeah. And it's so cool we're getting what it. I What I love about that is you see that in two different versions, right? Like it's th- in the beginning with the mom and the dad, it's a love story, right? It's, yeah. it's them falling in love. But when you get to that exact same scene at the end of the movie with Shung and his father, it's not a love story. Like it's a badass, hard hitting fight. And I just, I think the, the differences between the, it's the same stuff. It's, it's basically, you know, like Shung learns how to fight like his mom as a way yeah. to defeat his dad. So it's the same movements, but it's, it's felt completely differently right. in that, in that moment. I think that's a testament to filmmaker to actually use bolt, you know, to see it two different ways. And I do real quick. I do. I do want to give a shout out. I know that we try. I try to give credit where credit is due to creators. Uh, Shang Chi was created in 1972 by uh, Steve Englehart and J- Jim Starlin. Uh, Marvel Comics preview, I think, uh, and he was the the master of kung fu because Bruce Lee was a thing. And yeah, like, because that's they, what everybody. everybody <laughs> they went through this period in the yeah. early 70s where they would just like that's popular and yeah. outside of comic books. Let's steal it. Yes. And so like you so you get like, oh, you know, let's get a, a Black Panther or a Luke Cage. Yes. Because the because of black power and and, and black exploitation movies and, and you get like, oh, Dirty Harry's popular, well here's the Punisher. Right. And you know, Kung Fu movies are popular. Here's Shang Chi. Here's Shang-Chi. Like, yeah, it's And he I mean, his original look, you know, he's got like the seventies feathered hair with like a red band you know, right. red headband and he's wearing like, you know, red pants. So, like, this character's been around from since the 70s, and he's never really had... He had the Master of Kung Fu, like, that was his book for a long time, uh, and then he kind of disappeared for a while, and he would just pop back up as to, like, hey, can we keep the rights to this yeah, character? Right, I was, like, yeah. solely to keep the rights, I'm sure, <laughs> right. like, yeah. So, like, when they announced this, you know, I have gone... The the Marvel previews... Oh, man, I wish I could remember what... Tw- Whatever, like, has been on my list yeah. for a long time to yeah. get my hands on You ain't going to get it now. No, I'm not. Yeah. Like, that is so far gone at this point. Uh, number 15 is his first appearance. Uh, but, yeah, like, I looked online, I don't know, like a month ago, and I was like, ah, What's ugh. it going for now? Uh, a, a lot. Like, I saw like, a graded one. Was it, like, 25000 Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to start buying these up when they announce them. I, well, you gotta no, buy you got to buy it before they announce them. Well, yeah, but not be- <laughs> the day before the movie comes out. Well, no, you but, like, it. you know, it's, like, I, on eBay, right? Like, you can save yeah. searches, and it would pop up every once in a while. And I was like, nah, that's a little too high. I'll wait. Yeah. That's a little too high. Yeah, now right. I'm going to have to mortgage my house to get right. a copy of this thing. <laughs> but, yeah, so this this is an origin story, and it's we've talked about it before so many times where... I don't need to see Spider-Man's origin. Right. Right. I don't need to see right. the per- clutching of the pearls and the gunshot. Right. I don't need that. But you do kind of need that here. You do. You, like big I, time. I you, didn't mind the origin story because I didn't know it. Like, honestly, like I don't until he announced this movie. I don't know that I've ever heard of this character. Really? I, I feel like when I seen like when I see people post like the comic, the covers. Yeah. I feel like I've seen the covers back when they were probably in quarter bins. For sure. And it was just kind of like it, it, to me, it just it looked it's very 70s. It's very 70s. Yeah. It felt very like cash grab of mm-hmm. the moment. And I was in I, I, like it didn't even stick in my head, you know. But to me, the interesting thing is for a quote unquote origin story, it didn't feel like your typical origin story. So like, no, it I don't didn't, think so. It didn't play out like the way that it's like, oh, we got to cram all this exposition. And I but think they the, paced that out. Right. Like they just they kept telling you bits and pieces of the yeah. story throughout instead of getting one big old information dump for yeah. half an well, hour. Because typically I think what's going on is like they know they're telling you an origin story you've heard before. So they're racing right. through. It. Sure. Or. Right. 
they're telling you an origin story that maybe you haven't heard before, but most of these comic book origin stories aren't radically different. No. Right. And so <laughs> right, right. so they're still racing through it. Where this was this was a different story, so they could kind of slow it down and take take a beat and and reveal it to you in, in dribs and drabs, which sounds bad. I don't mean it, it sounds derogatory. No, but they're like, planting seeds. They're right, planting like, it, and you're revealing little parts along yeah. the way. So, I mean, like, let's start at the beginning. It, if with, you did this with Superman, real quick, yeah. if you did this with Superman, everybody would be like, we, we get it, Krypton. Planet like, blows uh, up, yeah, boom, yeah, baby yeah, comes yeah, to Earth. We know. Yeah, got it, got it, got we, it. We don't need <laughs> this. You know? That Krypton on. sequence was great in Man of Steel, though. I, still I don't that disagree. Was, that was really that, great. But... Again, we know what's coming because we've right? never seen it really play out. Like you know, it happens, but like the you way s- they show this battle going, you on, see. Well, like, okay, cool. that's. I mean, that was Zack Snyder being like, "How much CGI can I get yeah. into this movie?" But I agree. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. Uh, so yeah, like so with this Tony is... Long and the be- like, they set it up. This felt like Lord of the Rings, right? When they're talking about Very much the so. One Ring, and I thought it was really cool the way they did that with uh, what is what is the main character's name? The Tony Long Wenwu. So technically, he's the man. So, okay, in the comic books. His name is Fu Manchu, right? And like uh, that's character, I, right? Uh, I know, and I'm sorry, like, but that but is, is his name in the comics, and, and that's it's that is causing problems with yes. it getting released in China right now because they're like, you know, basically, are you kidding me? Right? And 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 they're like, but that's not what we're doing. <laughs> that's not his we name. Change the name, and like that's not. But the, it's not the same character. It's, it is. They've, no, right. but they've changed it. Like that, well, they don't own the rights to Fu Manchu. Apparently, like it's this is a character that they replaced in the comics even a long ago to take the place. Like Shang Chi's dad is this character. He used to be right. the other one. So it's really not the same one. It's This is the replacement that they've done. Well, in this one, he is the real Mandarin. Let's put it that way. So the, yeah. the character that we see in Iron Man 3, the Ben Kingsley kind of actor character, plus the, who was that guy, Pierce? Right? Mm-hmm. That was Guy Pierce in 3, who says that he's the was the real Mandarin. Turns out... Killian? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Who says he's the Mandarin. It turns out we knew, you know... It was the bait and switch in Iron Man three that got, I mean, like, got hammered because people didn't like it. So in this one, they're like, "All right, fine. You want the Mandarin? We'll give you the like. This is the real guy." And in the comics, he does have, he's an Iron Man villain technically, but he's got ten rings, and like the ten rings are basically rings on his fingers that all have different powers, kind of like Infinity Stones. Yeah, it's interesting how in this one they went with these bracelets well, of the rings, and they're all <laughs> because the rings are basically Infinity Stones. They do the same thing. So they're right. like, how can we do this? So they did. They gave him like five rings for each arm, and they're basically. We get an idea of what they are by the time we get to the end, but they're just like these powerful rings. But in the movie, they, instead of each ring having different power, like an infinity right. gem, right. they all kind of Act harness together. the same thing. But yeah. it's cool how they use them because we see him send them into battle, and he can throw them at people. They like can create, They can create force fields. And yeah. so, yeah, all ten of them, he controls them and can send them to do whatever, and they work together or separately. Yeah. It's really neat how they play out. It, it kind of gives unlimited possibilities because he can shoot them out, and they can form things and do whatever. Almost like a Green Lantern ring. Almost. Really, <laughs> with <laughs> now that you've said that, it's just like Marvel's like, hey, you know your garbage movies? We're just going to fix them. <laughs> yeah. We'll, just well fix them. Wait well, until they get to Nova, which right, is right. basically the Green Lantern. But it, that's <laughs> in comics. I mean, every every Marvel character has a DC counterpart yes, and vice versa. For like, the most they part, all yeah. did it throughout time. With so this Deadpool means and- if you want to defeat the Ten Rings... Sonic the Hedgehog. Done. Right. Right. He just like, oh my goodness. Not <laughs> even a contest. <laughs> no. Not all, even a contest. All they had to do, 
all they had no. to do was send a little spiky animal or whatever after the main guy. <laughs> yeah. If it touches him, the rings <laughs> drop. Like, it'd be like three minutes long. Yeah, I don't Done. know why yeah. they didn't just. And then it needs to be voiced by Ben. What's his name? The, uh, ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Yeah, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog Sonic. verse. <laughs> when they were when showing they the when they were showing the the opening scene, the what my what my wife referred to as the love fight. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was just like, I was leaned over, and I was like, he's like, you know, I got an eleventh ring. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's well, just as powerful. Uh, yeah. yeah, if there's if there's one detail that uh, I'd like to add about the rings, and apparently it's really neat as well. It's just that it's obviously it does it it does not seem like your you know your normal powerful artifact slash weapon kind of deal. Uh, in you know in terms of aesthetics but also i really like how you know those uh the rings don't really you know show their ultimate allegiance to uh whomever uh is in possession of it like the the ring seems to be very neutral yeah like as, as long as you as long as you can um like grab them they will you know they will you know Bow to your uh, whims. Yeah, it's just much. it's it's a weapon. Yeah, it's, it's, like, not, it's just it's like if you dropped a gun and picked it up. Now you have the gun. Right. And, it's not. Like I the, agree. I like that that they don't have this other plot device attached to it's it. It's not like a Green Lantern ring where it has to choose you, and right. you're the only one that can mm-hmm. work the there ring. There we go. There but, we go. Like, or Thor's hammer. Or Thor's hammer. Or, yeah. You know, Excalibur. And, or right. it's not one of those. If you're worthy, it's literally like if this gets into the wrong hands, right? You can right. use them for good. You can use them for bad, and we see that exactly. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Perfect. Uh, That's that that's how I interpreted it as well. You know, it really it really brings home the aspect of you know, right now you got these artifacts. How are you going to use it? Mm-hmm. So that's why it's also uh, because of that aspect. It really helps the 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 humanity of the narrative to come through as well. Right, which is what I like because I like to because I like to know you know, the man behind the Marvels rather than, you know, the Marvels that this man can do. Well, I I agree. You see this with the same character. I mean, we see two different characters wielding the rings in this movie, but even with this character, Wen Wu, who, so we see him through thousands of years, and uh, they also tell us that the rings grant you immortality. So we see him, like, crumpling these dynasties and being a part of the Does he call himself Genghis Khan at one point? Well, he, say that he, he like, says he, he goes he by many names, con? and so I think that they have to be hinting at all these historical moments that he is actually behind. Like you see Napo- the Napoleonic yeah. Wars. Well, you see, yeah, you see the ten rings, like the tattoo everywhere, and you see him like yeah. I have. I've influenced all of these different worlds, which events. is really neat. I like it when they rewrite real historical events with these fictional characters, and that's you could get Chris Evans to come back as World War Two Cap. <laughs> But but it's it is really cool when they do this. How it's like wow, these are real events. But oh my gosh, behind the scenes was this guy. Yeah. So he says I've gone by lots of names. So his his actual name is Wen Wu. But you know the Mandarin or whatever else he's hinting at in history, yeah. he's been known. So so you see him in these rings, and he's been using them for power, right? So it's it's like the the rings grant him power, and he just wants more and more power and more control until he meets the yeah, love he, of his life. He, he finds like this uh, secret village that has all this power and in trying to get in in trying to get to that village he stumbles upon the love of his life who she was like the protector of the maze but there's like a maze in these uh enchanted woods that what forest a far sorry what forest uh 
that keeps the people out and she is like in charge of keeping people out and they have like this back and forth like we talked about like this uh, love fight is basically what it is. It's beautiful. It's a dance. It, yeah, right? it's it like, really is a when dance. You, when like, you look no at to describe it. the the choreography of a lot of these wuxia films is so beautiful and eloquent in the way that it's not just throwing punches. They do these right. things with the elements yeah. and and flying yeah. through the air and and it is so amazing looking. And it's this really also this beautiful picture of yin and yang bright right? colors these, these yeah. two but these but the more so the balance right so he's using power for evil and she's using power for good and the two of them are this perfect balance in this world the good and the evil and he puts away his powers for bad and she puts away her power because it's not necessary anymore with his power out of the world right and so i love the way that they represent this balance between the two of them and i i, I think they captured it so wonderfully i i i wanted to see more of that like I'm glad we got multiple of those sure, type of sure. scenes because we don't see a lot of that here in America. And I love that now it's on the level again, like I said earlier of MCU, like you've got one of the biggest stages there is for, for movies right now. Yeah. And people are going right. to be introduced to this new art form and I'm sure they're going to want to be, a lot of people will seek out more, more, of it. more inspirations. Yeah. And there's a lot of it. Yeah. It's, there's a lot out there for you to engage with. Uh, go ahead. I mean, that first, um, I mean, that first, uh, that entire sequence uh, took my breath away, like literally. And it's just, uh, you know, super awesome callbacks to uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and uh, obviously House of Flying Daggers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, from, uh, I did manage to, you know, I was fortunate enough to chat with uh, Andy Le, one of the uh, stunt people behind uh you know, in the action team of Shang-Chi and who also played a uh, death dealer in the film. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah death dealer being um, when was right hand uh, uh, henchman and uh, Shang-Chi's trainer. Uh, and it's um, he, he did touch on the fact that all of the moves in the, uh, all the martial arts moves in the film are have meaning behind them so and that is true because when you watch uh, martial arts or wuxia especially wuxia films really um a whole lot of communication are done through you know uh fisticuffs but then you know those fisticuffs are like dancing or some other form than like a straight up bar brawl if you know what i mean it's so So, elegant right like Like the way that they move their arms and and their bodies they they do speak through through it it's it's so different Mm -hmm. than just punching like Mm -hmm. you said and uh, i love i love again the balance between like him with his clenched fists and her with her open hands right it's such a neat you know yin and yang again there and and and, uh we see that later on in the film when shang chi is learning that balance changes his changes his his style yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so we get that and then of course he is smitten with her because she does that she takes him out and knocks him down and throws him in the water kind of Kind of to embarrass him, but also kind of playfully, like, hey, 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 gotcha. He and likes it a little rough. It likes it a little rough. Yeah. Uh, I don't blame him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Talao is, is that the village name? that she's protecting. Oh, Talao, yeah. Which is fun. Like, Iron Fist is another character that, again, I, I love me some Iron Fist. So when that show came out, I was like, oh, you fuck off. All right. But, like, you know, oh, there. That one? 
<laughs> yeah, man, it's so bad. That show's so I'm bad. Sorry. Isn't there something in this that they also touched upon in Iron Fist? I heard someone talking. Uh, I don't think so. They I mean, there's I mean, just there, there's Kun, there's Kunlun, which is the like the, the the hidden village where Danny Rand like becomes Iron Fist. Gotcha. There's there's some kind there, of a, well, that one car was called Razor Fist. Yeah, was I there a Razor that, Fist in? I don't know. I I didn't I didn't watch it. Razor but. Fist is a villain in the comics, but I don't remember like where he is. Yeah, I just fi- I figured that 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 car they get in that's got had Razor Fist had to be a reference, to, to, be a reference yeah. to something. Uh so the big guy with the blade is a villain called Razor Fist. Like that's Oh, that's his Oh, that's is that his, his car? car? Yes. Oh, oh yes, yes, okay. Yes. I thought they had named it like a monster truck. No, no, no. No, Gosh, like the big really... the big guy is Razor Fist. He just that's wears his... his logo on the outside of <laughs> yes. his car. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Oh, um, but you know, now by saying it, you know, it's just it makes sense why there was a BMW on the poster, because at first when that came out, everybody was so confused. Like, what is this BMW doing here? Now Yeah. So then we flash forward to present day and we see uh, Shang-Chi, who, you know, he it's a pretty great sequence where you think, you know, he's getting up and he's getting ready and he's dressed to the nines. You think he's the badass he's guy. Dressed, but yeah. he's not. He's <laughs> the valet. Parking the cars. With well, Aquafina. we should probably mention that uh, the dad hangs up the rings until his wife That's is true, yes. killed by a c- rival crime syndicate or whatever. Yeah, and- so because the, the dad's <laughs> past comes back to get him. Yeah. Uh, but he has hung up. He, he put the rings up and his mom, the mom left the village. So now they're just living this life with Shung and we find out his sister. Well, uh, dance dance revolution yes, and right. dynasty warriors like, and was, all sorts of was, yeah that was yeah. fun uh i thought it was interesting that he that he uses martial arts because when he's valet i thought there'd be more parkour nope oh. nope. nope there's no parkour <laughs> park or right uh yeah so yeah there's this whole scene where he's you know he's not living up to his potential but he's fine with it right like they, like they are enjoying their lives enjoying their lives nothing right? wrong with he that. and aquafina uh who plays katie Kathy, Katie, Katie, Katie. 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 Uh, she uh, almost steals the movie. Like almost. she was really good, She's, and I, I, she, she achieves something that I feel like few, few performers can, which is she dropped her shtick and was still engaging. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I do feel like she was less Aquafina y in yeah. this movie, right? It's like she had toned. She had moments. Of she kind of toned that character down. Yeah. But still was fun and had the energy like that you expect, but just not ramped up as and, much. It was and dropped the black scent. Yes. That's yes. true. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I, I, I think that she does a really good job in this with with being entertaining, but not doing the character that she's known being for. the com- like the, she being has the comedy relief. Yeah, like that's what that's who she is in this. She's all, but she's also able to give Shang Chi those emotional beats, right? Because he, they have been friends for so long, and he did lie to her. Yeah. So like he, she, she's able to to do that with that with with the character, so which I think is great. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, they're they're living their life, and of course, uh, uh, Katie's mom is you know disappointed because she is very <laughs> smart and could be very successful, but she's just. Living, you know, she has a hard time committing to anything. Uh, so she just parks cars with her buddy, and that's kind of. And I do like that they, that even the family's like, "When are you going to marry her?" And he was just like, "No, yeah, we're just yeah, friends. friends." So like, there's no there there are moments of a romantic tension. Uh, I think when they get to like the the hug, like there's a hug later in the movie that I think really I never really read it that way. I, it I, it holds a little long, but it's also two best friends right after this massive 
dragon fight. I couldn't fight. tell by the end when they were holding hands and stuff. I really couldn't tell if it was going somewhere I see, else. So I think if, if they held hands, it's a different feeling than when you put your arm out and like you hook. Right? Like to me, the, the holding hands is yeah, more Yeah, at the end when they, they embrace arm, like, like lock arms. Like, yeah. That's not as But they hold hands right holding hands. She's holding his hand at the table when they're telling the story and Wong shows up. Does she? Mm-hmm. They're hold, they're, she's I actually holding his hand. I so, thought that was like, you know, like. I, you could, I, I mean, to- her yeah. hand, she's next to him, close to him, and her hand's on top of his. That to me, I was just trying to read the body language. I don't know. I mean, we're friends, but I don't go and like hold your hand when we're at a table. That'd be super weird. But yeah. well, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I would still, I mean, I would still interpret interpret that as kind of like, uh, you know, we're we're two we're two best buds. Uh, we sing, um, you know, Aladdin at karaoke together. <laughs> we valet cars uh, together. We've known each other for like ten years. I mean, we're fine enough to, you know, invite uh, one another over to our houses and eat breakfast before going to work kind of deal. But, you know, even then, that is just to me kind of like, um, you know, we we can we can stick along and do anything now rather than anything, uh, you know, rather than like the next step of a relationship rather than like, you know, oh, we're going to love each other now. Well, I think I, they do love each, I think they do love each I never, other, but I never different... get that. But, you know, it's. It's you know, fine either it's, way. It's actually, it's actually pleasant enough because, you know, I mean, Katie seems poised and seems structured, like designed to be the uh, the other half, the romantic interest of Shang-Chi. But then in the end, they're both just like friends. And yeah. that I appreciate because, you know, relationships like that do have do occur in the real world. Yeah. yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. I like I said, I'm fine with it either way. It's just you know they went through an awful lot and they seem to get closer and closer, even though they were close in the beginning. And so to me, I just wasn't sure how to read that, especially with some of the body language. But yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah, where we'll see that what happens. But I just assumed they were going to fall in love because she was driving the bus while he was fighting bad guys, and like <laughs> yeah. that's what speed taught me. Yes. <laughs> as long as it doesn't go under fifty five, we're right. all right. This is actually just a speed remake. Yes. I don't know if you know. I got to tell you. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so he he is. They're on the bus, getting ready to go to work, and they he's attacked. And this is the first. They've given no indication of what Sean, which is his American name and the name that he <laughs> made up, which I think is a hilarious. Which is a great scene. Yes, when I'm she sorry. when I'm she yeah, calls him out. It's a, it's a great scene on two levels because one, it's legitimately funny when she's mocking him for choosing yeah to go from the name Sean. <laughs> To Sean, <laughs> and uh, but it's also it, I I loved it because it was like here we'll hold your hand, White America, <laughs> and and tell you how to pronounce this right, properly right. in a way that will at least for me it sticks in my head, and I'm like oh okay now 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 I can it helps me remember now so I'm with it yeah it was a it was a a good mnemonic device. it was it was uh and he this is a great sequence like this is badass this like is he really is, cool he's fighting like four guys on a bus you know Spider Man two style. And it's it's a great it's a it's a very well choreographed action sequence and it's hard to no see. quick cuts no quick cuts and there was a little bit but they worked like because you got to cut you got to cut like around the bus yeah but it wasn't Ooh. like smash you know you you don't see the punches landing it wasn't like the smash cut that we've seen how bummed were the filmmakers behind Shang Chi when they watched nobody 
with Bob. I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) I know. I I actually was going to say the same thing that uh, we just saw this awesome bus action sequence in Nobody. Yeah. And then we got this. I'm like, this is a year for bus action sequences. Walter Hill is going to love it because Walter Hill loves. Always puts a bus in the movie. Always puts a bus in his movie. And I wonder if that's purposeful because in his room. He had a poster. He did have the Warriors. For the Warriors, yes, which is totally a Walter right. Hill movie. Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, yeah, and then, of course, now he Katie sees him. You know, the, the story is that, like, when they first met, he was going to get beat up by 10 guys, and she kind of stepped in and started singing Hotel California, and nobody knew what to do, and she was like, the, the art of misdirection. So she just, Katie just assumes that he's kind, not a wimp, but, like, not a fighter. And now here he is taking out four guys on a bus and one giant dude with a with a sword Machete for a hand. For his hand. You know? He may as well have put on uh, black rimmed glasses and, and I know. swirled his yeah. hair in the front. I mean, like he's the furthest thing you would think, and he's really this badass yeah. martial arts expert who's been trained by assassins. So this guy who's streaming is in Spider-Man Homecoming, Yeah, he's the right? guy at the hot dog cart. Yeah. That's, that's right. Like, hey! Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he went from New York to I San was Francisco? about to say... Yeah, quite hey, a vlogger. You know, he got. Is he? I thought country. he was a hot dog cart guy. Well, he, he's a. Hey, it's your guy. He's a. He's a vlogger, a okay, video, a okay. YouTuber. But I did think that was. I was like, that's a. So halfway across thing. He is all the way across the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he. You used to be able to travel. I guess that's true. That, that's a good point. That's I think about thing. that. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, my heart. <laughs> I know. Uh, but he has this pendant. He has this like emerald pendant that his mom gave to him, and they keep going after it. And after this massive bust crash, he realizes that his pendant is gone, uh, and he's going to go to Macau to meet his sister. And of course, as he's divulging all of this to Aquafina and us as an audience, she's like, "What are you talking? You have a sister? What's happening?" And then. Rather than being mean and mad about it, she's like, "All right, fine." Like she is mad about it, but she's also like, "Well, I'm going with you." Like, plain and, and I simple. like that it it they don't use that as just a plot device for there to be a rift, which is so many movies yeah. do. Because it's like I think a rational person would be like, "No, I get it." Right? You're being hunted. It's like witness relocation. Like you're like, "Yeah, I you couldn't reveal that to people." Right? Okay. Exactly. Uh, and I also is... I will applaud them for their proper use of postcard sending and finding things. <laughs> they actually uh, yeah. <laughs> use it like we had just seen in, in F nine when there's a random postcard sent and you're supposed to find where the, where the find the, where they the flag or this, whatever. Yeah, this one at least had the dragon, which looked like something his mother used to draw, and so and it came from a specific place, and so yeah, right. So right, right. <laughs> I I do the only thing I do kind of wish is that we had gone to Madripoor since we'd already been there once and that's kind of like in the mc in the marvel universe like that's like the hub of criminal activity but we don't do that we go to macau which looks kind of just like madripoor (laughs) that we saw in falcon and the winter soldier or captain america and the winter soldier so he goes in and he signs like he signs this this document basically and he goes upstairs and they're like oh like you're the bus guy and they show him the video and he's just like good boy bus boy yeah and he's just like good lord He's like, all right, you're up. And of course, oh. this is this is our first look at the interconnection of the MCU. Is Wong from Cap from Doctor Strange is fighting the Abomination yeah, from the Hulk wild. from the seen... from the Ed Norton, and it's a completely different looking of. This yeah, I thought it was comic... supposed to be Savage Dragon. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's Image. But... This is a comic book accurate yeah. Abomination, and they call him Emil. Emil Blonsky was the character, so it's like, all right, which is like they have not referenced the Ed Norton. Incredible Hulk ever, 
right? Like they William but, Hurt, well, I guess, is in is is the is Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. But other than that, that's been the oh, there's no Betty Ross, like there's no yeah. reference to anything. So I was like, all right, right on, like that's pretty cool. So and I also like that Wong and Abomination have this grift going on. <laughs> yeah. Where they like kind of like Thor and Right, uh, <laughs> the Taika the Rock Korg. Yeah, where they're like, there's just like a, you know, they've got a, a little, a little bit of, of a scam working. But, but I mean, in this one, it's like, you know, they're supposed to be having this big throwdown fight, but they've really got their moves. He's like, you don't, you're supposed to pull your punches pull or punch. something. Yeah. <laughs> right, so right, right. that was a really funny moment and a nice way to connect all these different movies together. I did not expect that, so that right. was pretty fun. But then the real uh, Shang Chi's competitor comes, and it's and his it's a sister. sister, and she beats his ass yeah. basically. And we saw her in the flashbacks as a little girl training. Every time Shang Chi was uh, training uh, and learning in new moves, the sister who uh, the father forbid any women from training right. with with the ten mm-hmm. rings, uh, but she was always learning. And I love it when she says, "I watched and I learned everything you did and did it better." Yes, it was and she cool. and right. she's a badass. What- so. Yeah, that's what I really like as well. It's uh, you know that that cultural element because unfortunately the uh, you know the 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 favoritism, the kind of like affinity for sons over daughters, it's it's very real. It's very it's very real in um, China and uh, Asian cultures as well, or you know all cultures really, but you know more emphasized over uh, over in the East. You know, it, it makes perfect it makes perfect sense, and the way that they do that, it's just one of those very nice points where you know we know that the uh, we know that the, the 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 story they got they got it all they got it all planned out, and they kind of like nuke certain stereotypes <laughs> even, and you know they deliver a whole lot of information, but then at the same time without uh, trying to find the best way to do that without sacrificing any momentum which is yeah. something that, you know, again, I, I really appreciate. Yeah, yeah, they did a really good job, like we were saying, dropping those hints, dropping them in the flashback, and we see a little bit more, a little bit more. We find out the sister has been training, and she's this badass now, and she left. She ran away at 16 after Shung uh, left and, and due to the things that his father made him do, you know, right. was training him to be this assassin. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she left and started this fighting business. And, Fight, like an underground fri- yeah. fighting ring, which I do like that Aquafina's like, Wait, you left town at like you started this underground fighting thing at sixteen, and she was like, "Yeah, if he wasn't going to give me the chance, I was going to make it on my own." Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there's a there's an amazing fight sequence here where uh, Shung basically says, "Dad's coming for you." For we don't know why, and then of course here he comes, and it's a it's a really good another fight sequence where they're fighting up along the side of a building. Aquafina gets cornered, and of course she starts singing "Hotel California," and everybody's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, it was really good, and uh, I felt I mean even though you didn't you knew Aquafina wasn't gonna bite it here, but right. it's still it, the stakes seemed high on the side of the building. It was really well done, where you were nervous and uh, it, it the danger seemed real. And uh, yeah, choreography was excellent. This is where the the right hand man. What is that character's name? I again? don't know. Death Dealer. Death Dealer. Okay. Death Dealer shows up again, and of course, uh, Death Dealer has this mask that's you know very distinctive. And so we saw that in the flashbacks whenever Shung was training, Death yeah. Dealer was training him, and then of course he shows up. So they have a similar skill set, or they know each other's moves. I guess you would say, and yeah. so they're 
facing off. And yeah, the action sequence was really good with uh, bamboo shoots on the side Snapping of buildings, buildings and breaking yeah. and people holding right. on to them. And it was yeah, pretty awesome. it was a good sequence. Uh, yes. Climbing up them and swinging on them. Yeah. 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 yeah Jackie, a uh, really, a really nice callback to, you know, Jackie Chan. Films yeah. Yeah. Man, go go watch police stories. They should have slid two. down the side Scaffolding of a... are just inverted <laughs> arenas, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. And so he and Shung and his sister and Katie end up getting caught by the dad. They take the uh, the pendant because Shung's sister also has a, an emerald pendant. They get kidnapped, and this is where Shung's dad basically says, "Your mom's alive. Like we we know where she is. She's behind this wall. We're gonna go get her." And there's just an idea that like. Shung and his sister are like, man, this guy is delusional. But like the kids are like, she's dead. Like they know and she's re- dead, and the dad refuses to let that yeah. go. Yeah. Um, but I, and I also thought this was really interesting too because they they create a complex villain here. He is. He's very much a complex villain. Where you don't necessarily like part of you is like. I wonder, Party is like, huh, his motivations. I wonder if there is a foundation. Uh, is there a higher, you know, villain, someone trying to manipulate them and, and actually uh, maybe he's right. Maybe they did kidnap them. You know what I mean? Like right. there's something about his motivations where he's motivated by love and by his tragic loss. And he put and, every, he put his, he put that side of him away for a long time. Yeah, right? So like you, he gave all that up. Yeah. You feel like it's like he kind of paid his due and he gave up his, that life and, started this family and it was taken away from him by some means and you you want it to be true you want him right. to be vindicated but then also he had he is back to his old evil ways right so you're like oh no i want him to be good and i really like him and, he, and you kind of get that later you get you get a little bit of redemption at the end yeah a little bit and that's cool as well because you know you feel like his motivations are valid that's one thing mm-hmm. but then yeah. also the other thing is that it seems well, of course, this is more, you know, a testament to uh, Tony Leung's performance more than anything. He he says threatening things, but then afterward, he would smile mm-hmm. and his eyes are very kind. So you so you feel like that's a whole bunch of sinister air <laughs> about him. But then. It's all bottled up inside this very polished, uh, gentlemanly, and even fatherly uh, appearance. And, well, it's charisma. Yeah, and because it seems like his motivations are valid, you feel, you feel this. Um, you feel the sensation like he has to do this. He has to, you know, go to the, he has to go to that place. He has to open the gates of let's building out all the all the evil just so that he could you know th- do this one last evil thing and then he'll stop but i think it, what i what i like about him is i don't is is you understand why he's doing like yeah he's wrong like he's being tricked into thinking that she's still alive and trapped behind the gate mm-hmm. but that but that like he the the he's He's willing to do all this horrible stuff because it's it's that's his skill set, sure. right? Like, but but that ultimately, if he was right, and and these people were gonna stop him from going and save saving this innocent woman in prison back there, like you'd be like, yeah, burn the village to the ground. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's bullshit, right? right you know? no, go get it. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like, but it's because he's wrong, and and those are always my favorite villains. Where it's, it's the Magneto thing. Right? Yeah, he's not just tw- twirling his mustache. It's like, but I, I get where he's coming from he's not right but i but 
but I get it. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it he's is, the hero of his film. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I like that, that he's not just the evil villain. He has motivations that are understandable. But then also when you think he's coming back around, like he has a really nice moment. They're eating dinner mm-hmm. before them. Oh, know? yeah. The, Shung, yeah. the sister, Aquafina, they're all they're all eating dinner. And he's like, yeah, let me show you this. And he goes to his workshop. And I've been studying all this stuff, whatever. And then he's like, we're going to go get her. Your mom's live. And they're but both just like, but like what? what? They're like, what, what will you do if they won't? Oh, well, then we'll kill them all. Yeah. We'll yeah. Like, to the oh, ground. So like you think he's <laughs> he seems nice and his and things are going to be good. And they're trying to he's just trying to get his wife back. But then he's like, yeah, I'm going to murder everyone. Murder that stands everybody. My and I, I love the line reading on that, though. Right? It's yeah. perfect because it's, it's perfect. not like it. A, a lesser actor would have made it this sinister I'm evil, like yes. to I'm revealing oh. my true evil nature. And he's just like so matter of fact. Yeah. And he's like, well, but they're an obstacle. If they're not going to help us save yeah. her, then they're the enemy. Right. And so now we're we're going to kill them. And all. that's what you do. Right. And 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 I just like I said, well, he's a great actor. I mean, that's yeah. the thing is he's got that thing that we talk about that it factor, yes. right? Like like we talk about with the Rock or Lily James or whatever, where he just has that thing. He is so good and just his look without saying a word. You know, the, exactly. He's fantastic he, in this. Movie. His body language, yeah, he's a phenomenal actor, and so that's really cool that he's getting a chance to shine on right the, on this level in this mainstream yes. movie. You know, and and try his hand at a, a big American film like this because I think he is a great actor, and I'm hoping we see him in a lot more stuff. Yeah. Uh. So he takes the uh the Mandarin takes the two like emerald eyes and puts them onto a, a dragon statue, and of course it shows. And this these are like I. When I say this is on the level of Black Panther, is Ryan Coogler had to build Wakanda from the ground up. Like, mm-hmm. there was no... You couldn't take, like, oh, this is like New York, right? Like, right. you had to build this from the ground up. And I think this is the same way. Like, this movie does the same thing where they have to build uh, the village. They have to build everything from the ground up. And I think using the, the use of water in this scene is extraordinary. Like, it's... Mm. it's we right. talk about bad CG... And this doesn't have this any. This movie has really good the, CG. The dragons and the, the soul suckers are all, like, the, the little soul suckers are a little wonky. Yeah. The big soul sucker yeah. is a little wonky. But the dragon, there's texture to his to, to his or her face. Yeah. Like, there's texture to that. And I think it was really well done. But also, this isn't, there's not a lot of CG in this movie until the very end. Everything yeah. is, and that's, right. like, we've talked about it a billion times, where... Sometimes these movies get to the very end and they're like, let's go, let's a giant CG fest. And it, you know, like <laughs> this d- unfortunately does that a little bit. Yeah, they kind of lose me. I really wish they did more of the intimate, the wuxia stuff that we talked yeah, about with, with just the, the elements and water. And I think, air I, I and, think him seeing the dragon in the water and then like giving him that rocky moment, right, would have been sufficient yeah but they've added right. these giant the big creatures yeah. battling thing i just yeah, exactly I, exactly i wish it was I more intimate this is so yeah. shang chi iron fist uh luke cage jessica jones daredevil moon knight like spider-man all of those characters are like street level characters and when you he works kind of in every aspect but when you take him out of that street level aspect like it kind of loses a little bit because he is so grounded in the real world for the most part granted we've got the fantastical elements of the village and things like that but when i like the cultural the, elements yeah. i like yeah, that yeah, they yeah. depicted a lot of these mythical creatures like you have the the dragon the like lion dragon i think those are cool like in the village right like yeah. I, you, you get a lot of those dragon creatures and the flying the weird 
these are all real mm-hmm. nine tail fox. Yeah, the nine tail foxes in there. Yeah, so you get a lot of the things from Eastern culture that they put in here and those fantastical elements. So I don't obviously don't mind that they're in there and I think they're really cool to look at and all that. But when the climax comes down to this big CGI fest, it's like I'd rather have a, a more of a fist fight or a, yeah. you know a one on one kind and, of a thing. And yeah, I th- I think the last. 20 minutes of this movie really starts to drag with yeah. with the all with the, the big CG battle. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know why they feel beholden like we're making a big MC. I mean this is not a Shang-Chi problem. This is a Marvel superhero totally. problem. Exactly, to where exactly. Coming down to the big battle I mean, it's like it, it, it's necessary in Endgame, right? Like it's necessary yeah. in Infinity War. Oh, absolutely. War. But they it's not it there. but it's yeah. not necessarily in, not here. in every yeah. movie that they do. Right. Yeah. I, did they have it in Captain America? I guess they didn't. Like those are all pretty still. So like, Civil War. That's why I love that. Civil movie. War, Civil Winter War, Soldier, Doctor Strange, and, and uh, the first Avenger. Like that's all based on you know on the battlefield for the most part. But yeah, like now they've gotten into it's the DC problem, right? Like that's every time they get to the end of a movie, it's just like giant CG battle. Go, yeah. you know. Uh, this is this is where the films. Uh, that is exactly where the film falls short for me because it's uh, it's all about. Uh, the you know the big theme here of the film is about you know wholeness and kind of like uh, you know reflections pretty much. So you know if we start out with such a beautiful dance between you know father and mother, husband and wife, why couldn't we just have our climax just strictly about you know father and son, future and past? Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. That and you get that, been... and you get that for a cup of coffee, right? Like you get you get it for yeah. a little bit, and then I it... had really wished that you know it. It would just, you know, we would never get to know what's behind the door. Yes. Like, yeah. You didn't know, need to. Just, yeah. strictly, just strictly father and son duking it out for each other with a result that, you know, we all know what's coming. But then, you know, it would be so much more emotional in that yes. sense. And it would, you know, like really honor all of those, all the seeds, all the beats that, uh, you know, that came before. And um you know, in a way, I kind of wish like it had been like the big final fight that has been, you know, that the film has been hyping up to be like M. Night Shyamalan's Glass. That film, uh, Glass, it keeps teasing about, you know, how there's kind of like a big uh, skyscraper that right. recently opened in Philadelphia. So, you know, we thought that, you know, all three of our uh, characters will have this big fight there right downtown. But then, you know, it did not happen. All of that just happened in the, you know, uh, psychiatric uh, uh, hospital's courtyard. And, you know, I really appreciate that, even though some people don't, even though people said that, oh, uh, Shyamalan deprive us of a climax. I would say, no, no, you don't. This is yeah. perfect as it is. It helps makes the universe true. It helps makes this universe true in the sense that, you know, it's legitimate, but then true in the sense that, you know, it's it respects what came before. I I don't think it worked in Glass, but I but I think it would have worked here. And I think the difference for me anyway is that in Glass when they did it, it felt like we obviously money. we don't have the money to <laughs> do right. this. Where when when Marvel makes that, I feel like that's a legitimate choice that they made because right. Marvel obviously has the money to do anything that if they want. Right, and, and so in in glass in the case of glass, it just felt to me like whoops, 
Yeah. We didn't budget properly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think here they, they were just scared that this is a big Marvel movie and they're putting a lot of money into it. And it's the first ever uh, with this, you know, majority Asian cast. All and, of it, right? And with the exception of Razor Fist? Everybody. Yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, definitely the, most of it. And uh, I think they said, well, we don't want this to fail because people said there wasn't enough action or, you know, general audiences were disappointed without some big battle or something. You know, like, I feel like they just didn't feel like they could get away with not doing the it's big the safe choice to make it is and it's exactly. always gonna be the safe exactly. choice to right make. Yeah. right that's so i i think that it would have been better without it but i can see why they put it in there um, right. now aside from the big monsters dueling the showdown with the 10 rings and the ants yeah Michelle Yeoh. Who we didn't even talk about, Michelle Yeoh, uh, who is phenomenal in this what a, movie. She's, like, that's another one of those castings where it's just like, damn, I didn't even know she's in this movie. And she just, I mean, she's so good yeah. that she just, it doesn't matter what her role is. Like, she's going to destroy it and own <laughs> in a good way. In a good, in a, in a wonderful <laughs> way, right? Like, she, she has moments with uh, the sister where she's like, go. Like train, do show him what you've got. She changes Shang Chi's fighting style because he knows that, that moment. I loved. So we get it's it's very similar to the mother and father, which obviously that one is more romantic centered. But the fight where it's more like a dance. So we see the Shang. I, I know when she's training him to like you'll 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 beat your father the way your mother did. I'm like I don't think just <laughs> I like I cert I certainly hope not harnessing the power of the great protector. Yeah. Yeah. So I like it though that so she changes his fighting style. So he fights like his father and how he was trained and yeah. the aunt she, fights like the mother and so she cha- she teaches him to fight that way and she takes his clenched fist and she opens it and yeah. it's such a beautiful moment. His dad of, taught him to be a hammer and she taught him how to be a knife. Yep, yeah, it, exactly. it's there it's this beautiful Perfect. transition of her opening him up to this different style and letting him, you know, connect with the the elements around him, the right? Force. Because she does the water, like the, they do the <laughs> air bending, yeah. the water elements and things like that. And so I really like how that played out. And then you get the, again, the mirrored fight uh, at the end with the father and son. So we've seen the father and mother. We've seen the father, or we've seen the son and the aunt, which is essentially the mother, you know, right. the same kind of training. And then we see him transition and take the place of the mother and fight, you know, mirrored from that beginning battle, uh, aside from the end for Tom, just to clarify, aside from the way that battle ends. Uh, But we get to see that and he comes full circle and undoes his training and go to the other side, like to the light side from the dark side. And it's just this really beautiful imagery and the yin and yang of it all and everything balanced out. And I think that that uh, and and so the ant training scene and then also the ant on the ground with the village fighting the ten rings. There's some really great martial arts oh, stuff yeah, there great and, stuff. and that. So I kind of wish like that went you know kind of wrapped it up. I'm with, o- I, like I said, I'm okay with the dragon in the water, right? To give like a, that, that rocky moment to yeah. bring him back and then to have mm-hmm. him be this ass kicker yeah. that we know that he is because in the MCU. The 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 rumor and the theory is that Shang Chi is the greatest fighter in the MCU and in, in Marvel in the comics, right? Like he can, right. he's taken out Captain America, he's taken out Iron Fist. I mean, anybody who th- can fight Shang Chi. There's a whole uh, in Ultimate Spider Man. The there's there's a comic called Ultimate Team Up where young Peter Parker who can't fight and he's just like you know doing whatever is it you know he doesn't know right. what he's doing. He goes to Shang Chi and I was like, hey, can you? Can you teach me some stuff? And the guy was like, and he was like, yeah, because he's the best fighter that exists in this world. So being able to not really see that at the very end, I was like, God dang it. Like, 
I don't need to see the two the soul yeah. sucker and giant draft. That's right. that's not the fight I want to see. Yes. Right. You so know, let's like, talk like, about totally, it. Let's totally. talk about him getting the rings and then riding yeah, the dragon so to victory. Well, basically, the Shung and his dad get into this massive fight. The dad, there's this barrier that the rings are breaking through, and behind this barrier are these soul suckers. And if these things get out, they're going to take over the world. And there's one, there's a bunch of little ones, and there's one big one. Uh, so he, the the dad, the Mandarin is smashing this wall with the rings, and unfortunately, it cracks, and all of these little ones start coming out. And then the big one comes out, and it's a mess. Like he's just this massive beast. He gets a hold of the dad, and the dad realizes that. I have made a mistake. I have screwed up. And he kind of doesn't, really, I guess he kind of lets the rings go. And we should say that like when the Mandarin is using the rings, they're like this blue electrical tint the entire time. That also seems like his fight. Somehow the 10 ring army is harnessing but, that power too. Yes. Which is interesting. That yes. It like well, they use, somehow, they use like stun guns and like electrical. I, I don't know because the power looks like the same bluish purple as right. energy of the rings. I think somehow they're harnessing the power of the rings. That could be to his army. I don't know how, but it's kind of neat yeah. the way that they use that. Uh, so when the Mandarin realizes that he's lost, he lets the rings go and Shang Chi takes the rings and now they've turned into like a golden yellow and he is now in charge of the 10 rings. Uh, and you know, he rides on the back of this dragon and they've, you know, Aquafina finds her purpose where she can actually, she's a, you know, she's the Katniss Aberdeen of this group where she can fire <laughs> a single arrow from 300,000 yards away and well, hits she was training sort of for a day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she found her thing. She yeah. found her thing. They, they say in the movie, I mean, they build it up as everyone's got their thing. And so like, yeah, she, she may be have all these things she could do, but she never found her real purpose. And it's like, once she found archery, that, just I think you're missing the obvious reasons why she's so good. Why? There was a montage. There was a yeah. montage. There was you're a right. montage. <laughs> Come on. Sorry. I, sorry. Speaking I never of Rocky, yeah. it. Yeah, I, right, right. how we remember at the beginning of the podcast, we were really bad. Yeah, right? that's right. That's, and yes, then we yes. did a podcast montage. Yes. And, and then, then we got... Now, we're, well, okay. 600 this episodes might not later. be the best <laughs> thing to point to. We but, the, the one thing we did, we should reference, is that while they're, uh, while they're trapped by uh, the Mandarin, we see... Ben Kingsley in this yeah. movie from Iron Man 3 yeah. shows up and we find this out that he had been captured by the Mandarin. He was going, the Mandarin was going to kill Ben Kingsley's character from Iron Man 3 until I, he started reciting Macbeth and they're like, you could stick around. I realized <laughs> watching this, I have no idea, I mean no idea what Ben Kingsley's real voice sounds like. <laughs> like I know he's oh. British. But like I don't know. I, obviously, this is it, isn't it? I don't. I mean, he. This is a British accent, but it it sounds very Liverpudlian. He sounded like Ringo Starr to me. I and, can see that. Well, he's putting on this actor like theatre, right? Actor. So even though it's right. British, it could be a. Di- you he know. really is like playing like he's in the Royal Theatre. You know, he's like really playing it up. But it is hilarious that he. They're basically like, bring, oh, so you're his jester. He's like, like yeah, like so yeah. yeah so sure. they kept him alive right. to entertain them through. He was like, his, fine. But I do yeah. think it's funny that like that was one of the biggest points of Iron Man 3 that people are like oh this movie's terrible I can't believe they did this it's not the real man and then an they actor. they bring it back in this one I yeah. was like man that is next level producing and filmmaking to bring this character that nobody liked back and then you make him like like I enjoyed that character right yeah. he was great. Oh, we all have a good yeah. comeback story. yeah and he was great so he's back yeah. in this uh but yeah, so he's their Deus Ex Mac, and I he's mean, a, yeah, he, he helps them navigate the maze, and he's got a mythical creature that just happens right. to he's can know how to get him there. Exactly. It's like, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's very Deus Ex Mac, but anyway, it's a nice, it's, it's a nice callback moment. to Iron Man Three, yeah. right? Which was 
Right. However long ago that right. was. Did we do an episode on that? We Probably. did. Uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. I don't think there's. We've never missed a Marvel movie. Yeah, we did. We didn't do Iron Man. We didn't do anything well, uh, up until we weren't well, since recording. we started this podcast. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yes, I mean, yes, I, yes. yes. We also didn't review Gone with the Wind. <laughs> yeah. Like it's you it know came close during the pandemic. Yeah. We didn't know what we were going to do. Uh, yeah. So he so dragon fight. The dragon fight. Aquafina or Katie shoots an arrow through the neck of the the, the soul sucker, and then Shung uses the ten rings oh, to basically to which was which dragon. was awesome. Like that's the best part of the whole thing. Throws like, them all on the dragon. They're like moving around, and then boom, just bursts then, the yes, thing, and, and blood chunks go everywhere. It was great. Also, yeah. this movie, the language in this movie. There's a lot of there's a lot there of two s bombs. Yeah, holy cow, and, so, and some bullshit. So, well, that's still an s bomb. I guess that's true. Yeah, but that's all coming from. Oh, I guess it's coming from both of them, from Aquafina yeah. and is it Simu? Am I saying Simu that right? Lee? Simu Lu? Yeah, Simu right. Lu. Okay. Uh, which is great. I never watched Kim's Convenience, but he's... Is that on Netflix? Uh, yes. You should correct that. Oh, I do. I want to watch it, but I mean, I, I heard he's really good in that. Okay. And, uh, he's good in... The, he's really good in this. Yeah. I think he's very... He's, 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 got, he's a badass action hero in this. Yeah. Um, he's he's also... He's got, he's got an... He's got an Ernst to him yeah. in the very beginning, and then when he kind of sheds that and becomes the master of kung fu, uh, it's a different character. But he, but has he that, still has that. He has that quality though, where much like The Rock, or maybe how The Rock used to be. I know he's pretty cocky now in most of his movies, but he's got this tough guy where he pulls off the ass kicking, you know, martial artist type of thing, tough guy. But then also when he's joking around and mm-hmm. with Aquafina, he's so likable and has that kind of yes, a, a quality. Exactly, right? So exactly. he's tough, but he's not tough in that Vin Diesel. Type, he's got the everyman. You know. Yeah, he's yeah. every man, but also really skilled, and you don't want to mess with him. But you're also like you could buddy, buddy, buddy. You know, joke I, I look with forward him. to. We we talked about how they're going to need to revamp the Avengers mm. shortly, and yeah. I I like the idea of him playing against Anthony Mackie and Paul Rudd and yeah, so about you know those uh, he'd fit Tom right Holland. in there. He's, he's going to fit right him. in. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. So they win, and the the, the beast is destroyed, uh, and the, <laughs> there's a nice little scene earlier in the movie where Katie and, and Shung are telling, you know, their friends about all of this, you know, their, their life and the, the, the friend is kind of giving them the guff about it. So we well, they have a dull, really uninteresting life. They're, <laughs> yeah. They park cars and that's all they're doing with their potential. Then it, it drinks the next time after this battle, they're right. telling the story and they're both like, are you, come on. Like, I know you're making fun of me. Like the friend yeah. is like, I know you're teasing me. And then behind them, the portal, the opens portal up. opens and here comes Wong, uh, which I think is great. He's uh, like Shang Chi. He's like he's he's like. Yeah. I like how he goes Shang Chi, Shang Chi, and he's looking around <laughs> the bar, and then he slowly raises him. Like uh. he's like, do you still have those rings? And he's like, yeah, yeah, good. He's like, let's go. Yeah. So I like how the whole bar they show a wide shot, and they're all just staring. Like what yeah, is right, happening? Right. Uh, so then we get a. This is our our next MCU reference. Is he? They're in a meeting, and it's Wong, and then on the communicator is Bruce Banner by with Mark Ruffalo, human I, Bruce Banner, now. human Bruce Banner, whose arm is still in a sling, mm-hmm. yeah. so his, he's still messed up from so in, permanent game seems like maybe from, yeah. yeah. Boy, he looked rough. He did look. He rough. looked old. Didn't he looked he? real old. But yeah. I think maybe that is a little bit of the after the end game thing. I mean, he snapped the gauntlet like that. I could see him where they up. were like, yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that makes sense. And then we see Carol Danvers, uh, Brie Larson has an appearance in this as well. And they're breaking down the rings, and they're bo- everybody's like, "I've never seen these before." And they kind of use like a, it's not Chitari, it's not any kind of alien, it's not Wakanda. We've never seen anything like yeah. it. And they expand it like they're looking at them under a microscope, and they they expand one of the rings, and there's almost like a heartbeat that mm-hmm. they say is sending a signal. And I do like where they're like, 
uh, to what? And they're like, oh, couldn't tell you. All right. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> well, they said, yeah, they said that they found this whenever he triggered them when he got the rings it that opened, it sent it out sent some out kind a signal, of a signal to which, them. Which I mean, there's a reason, right? Yeah. Like it's they they don't the Marvel movies at this point don't say things. No, we'll find they, out. Yeah, we'll and then out. Captain Marvel has to scoot. So I guess she maybe we'll find out what she's doing in the Marvels. In the Marvels, yeah. yeah. Which I, I mean, Nia DaCosta you know coming off a of candy man and now she's <laughs> like i think she's got three big movies to her credit right mm-hmm. two and then the marvels so that she's got two movies including candy man and now marvels well not big movies i mean i would okay, say man. that's one okay so then okay but this you know is, we saying? talked like, about we talked about moneyball in it right yeah and they find her they did, right and this is they're doing it again it, where instead of getting they've gone from finding like there it is yeah directors who are maybe past their prime or in a fallow period or uh, you know uh uh the zenith of their career but have done great things but have done great things in the work in the past they've gone instead of finding we'll find young talent yeah and, and we'll get and them, let them do it so they get her from little woods to candy man mm-hmm. to yeah. marvel right, right. And so then like ryan, the coogler, ryan coogler is the same ryan way coogler fruitvale station yeah. james gunn to a degree to a level to another degree like james gunn didn't yeah. have a massive hit yeah i mean guardians definitely was yeah, yeah put him a pretty on the big map. jump so but that's what you're right that's what marvel does so yeah he never had a, anything bigger than an art house uh, sliver but that didn't do anything slither yeah you're right i mean guardians <laughs> say sliver yeah that's the sharon stone yeah. movie right yeah. it <laughs> shows you that it was never gonna hit <laughs> yeah, right right directing. it's a horror movie and you got the <laughs> yeah, name i got the wrong. title yeah. wrong <laughs> directing wise certainly yeah. yeah uh so we get the credits and then the post credit is we find out that Shung's sister is taking over the Ten Rings and updating the entire thing. And she she's, was supposed to be dismantling them. Yeah, they well, say she's back home <laughs> dismantling them, and she is yep. actually <laughs> taking over the Ten Rings and is training a female army because that was a big deal. Is like they wouldn't train women, and so now she's, she's got, got a this whole female army, female army, and so and then it says Ten Rings will return. So we don't know Here's what, what she's I thought gonna was going to happen for real. Is we've been getting Julia Dreyfus popping up in all this stuff, and I was like, oh. We'll get her. She's the new Nick Fury. She's putting together her Dark Avengers. Right. She's going to go get the sister. That's probably why they showed us Abomination. Yeah. Oh, maybe. That's true. I That's mean, a good point. They probably brought him back not just randomly. To be like but their But we're probably going to see him again. Yeah. That'd be all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then th- th- that's where we wrap up. The Ten Rings will come. will return. Uh, man, this is so good. Like that's this, good. I think we talked about Black Widow being uh, like not top tier, like the, the B squad yeah. of the marvel movies i i really think this is top tier i think this is up there with black panther and guardians of the galaxy uh and winter soldier i think this was um is better than black widow so it's I, better than black widow so i have to put it like in the upper tier yeah. of the marvel i like stuff. i like black widow i did but too i thought I, it was I really do, good i do think this is better than black widow but black panther's on another level i, think, I what i mean by you know, that is like in the world building and sure. like having to you know establish this character yeah. that nobody knows right. anything it's about. really good i i love the influences on it i love again the wuxia stuff and the beautiful the artistry behind the fights how it wasn't just people slamming heads into brick walls and stuff you know right. crumbling stuff it was so elegant and and well done and well filmed and choreographed um i wish they did more of that and i hope in the future they're gonna go like keep bringing that style let him back. be on the let him be that street level yeah like character that's where that's where this character w- yeah. would be yeah. perfect the thing the thing about black widow is that you know it's it, it could have been it could have been this you know good uh continuation or maybe jumping off point but then you know it uh we wanted it we demanded it but then you know it's just everything came together too late so that by the time you know that it came out we were all kind of like 
you know, watching it in frustration, like, oh, finally, let's see what this all about. I agree. Rather I mean, than, she's dead. Yeah. We're we're not invested then, in the rather than anymore. It didn't yes. matter. Yeah, she's so gone. That's the right. point. Problem is, we should have gotten the Black Widow origin after yeah. we saw Black Widow, or recently, you know, not after. So yeah, I agree. But yeah, this is good. Yeah, I I I dug it. I like again. I thought the 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 final battle went on a little too long. Yeah, there are a lot of comparisons I think you could make to to Black mm-hmm. Panther. That There's felt a lot. Like the Secret Village. Yeah, and the, you know what I mean. But uh, but overall, I I I enjoyed the ride. Yeah. And so we'll get yeah. uh, what Eternals and Spider Man. Or well, yeah. supposedly supposed to be. Yeah, we'll <laughs> so, see. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully. <laughs> so uh, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table, and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts B U T T S twenty one. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R Bracket. And when, where can everybody find you? Um, Twitter N L E three one eight or on Facebook Win dot dot three three four. Yes, it's really sad. I do memorize my, uh, <laughs> you know, my handle on Facebook. So, you know, what the heck? Hey, yeah. whatever works. I've committed stupider stuff to my brain than that. So you'll, <laughs> you'll be fine. So uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and of course, check out our Patreon. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Cole drains Hanzo's blood. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already warned you. Better watch out. It's going to ruin the plot. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.